All right, Emily, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, perfect. All right, welcome back to my podcast, um, Herding Cats. Today's topic is going to be postpartum, and I am recording this one with Emily Richardson, who her podcast is um, Chaos Under Control. So, Emily, you can talk a little bit about your podcast, like what you guys, what you're covering. So chaos under control is the name of my it's just a bunch of chaos that somehow I managed to under control. And so the podcast really is just a safe place to address things that all women and moms and whatever that and just getting it out there to know that you're not alone. We'll get through it and it's totally normal. So by if you get like get Sierra on there when I have a time difference. So, but I love having <laughs> we're only opposites in this case, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, to go over this topic specifically, because I've been seeing a lot of new moms or moms that are about to have babies that are like oh my gosh, like the baby's going to be here any day. Like, what do I need to know for after the baby comes? Um, And I'm like, man, I have so many things I wish I would have known. So many things I did before that helped. And so I just thought this would be the perfect time to go over some things that were extremely helpful and some things that I'm definitely going to be doing this next time. (laughs) Yes. Um, So I wanted to first start with just some prep that was before um, Amelia was born and I made um, some little boxes for each bathroom we had two bathrooms in our house and one was upstairs and one was downstairs so I was not about to be going up and down the stairs after just having a baby <laughs> mm-hmm. so in my boxes for the bathroom I had put um, the overnight maxi pads tucks or the up and up brand, those worked just as well of the um, those pads. Dermaplast, a peri bottle, and disposable wipes. And I will forever preach about disposable wipes because I used those for three months. <laughs> I was not about to be wiping down there with some clingy toilet paper. <laughs> yes. Um, and for the living room and my bedroom, I did kind of like a mommy and baby kit and that had nursing pads burp rags diaper um, diapers wipes nipple cream butt paste and most importantly snacks yes um so you can talk about any prep that you did for um postpartum like if you had any like little station set up I know you did the little cart or shelf with some stuff on it Mm -hmm. yeah what I did, and I've said this before on my own podcast, whether you know you're having C please know that in terms of what you will need postpartum are pretty much the same. Like, I didn't know, I didn't think to ask, but I didn't know after a C-section, you still bleed, so you would wear those, like, hospital diapers. I don't know why, but I guess, like, you know what I mean? Like, you didn't have a vaginal, so you wouldn't bleed. I don't know why I thought that, but... Anyways, so as far as what you said with, like, the mommy basket in the living room and things, we did that as well. And that is still going to, like, play the same role if you have diapers. You'll need that. Now, I will say another thing. 
I had a quote unquote backup diaper bag in my car with extra outfits, diapers, wipes. It was just like an old bag that I had like a reused open bag, but I kept it in the car because I would always leave the house and be like, oh no, I only have one diaper while I was out. So I did do that. I had um, out and about and he was gassy or just for little things I used at home, I would keep that in the car as well. Now at home, the you were talking pretty much a person that I mean when you be wherever you want in your house but I like to have things of the same nature I want them to have a place I may take my breast pump in the other room but I want to have a place it's designated to, go to in the event that I have this energy to clean my house I would like to know where it's supposed to go <laughs> so ideally I was pumping in his nursery because we had people over all the time, it seemed like, and there was males there, my husband's family and his brothers and all that. So I was pumping in my son's nursery. I had this car I got from Walmart that was like $9 and I had, I had snacks and uh, like burp cloths and uh, baby wipes and breast uh, pads and nipple creams and all that on there and my pump. So I highly recommend storing all of your pumping items, like your extra flanges and place and having a spot for the pricey to keep replacing mm-hmm. but you, know, like you said the little mommy and me baskets I kept stuff in my car that I knew I would need and also the little uh pumping cart thing a breastfeeding cart if you want to call it that yeah and I also made one of the like extra like emergency bags for my car but also for Christian's truck because mm-hmm. like I'm not going to say all dads, but a lot of dads <laughs> are forgetful. <laughs> and, you know, they were, were usually thinking like, okay, do we have extra outfit and extra diapers and extra wipes and burp rags and all this stuff? And an extra pacifier. I can't tell you how many times we left the house without a pacifier. And I'm like, oh my gosh, thankfully we have one in the emergency box. <laughs> right. Um, so I definitely recommend those too. And if you want to make it fun for dad, so he's people aren't like why do you have a diaper bag in your truck I got like a little tool bag make them look cool yeah (laughs) look real cool yeah yeah I feel you there and I'll tell you this and I don't know ever really dawned on me but every man I feel like will identify with this ladies if you are a first-time mom and your husband boyfriend whatever is a first-time dad you're Significant other can tell you the football score from 2003 when it was the third quarter, and they can tell you what color shirt the coach was wearing in his group. They cannot tell you where they put the bottle or where they put the diaper bag or did they remember to bring something. So you will have to check behind your husband every time you leave the house. Men yep. aren't wired baby-wise to remember things, but they can remember any military or athletic thing you could ask them. So be ready yeah. for that. Also, one thing that just popped in my mind, and you are a good example of this, if you are, I would say, like, 30 weeks pregnant, I went ahead and put my hospital bag or what I could of it in my car because, like, you went into labor at work, and granted, you went home, but Mm -hmm. when you go into labor for some people, I mean, I went and got induced, so it was different for me, but 
I thought that my water was going to break and I was going to be in like a, a wild tangent and forget things. So I went ahead and gathered what I could for my hospital bag because the hospital I was going to was like 40 minutes from my house. So it wasn't like we could just turn around and go back, which is probably why we looked like we were moving when we showed up at the hospital. But yeah, I so I, that either. I had everything at the front door, um, like just ready to go. Because there was a couple things I still needed to add to it. So when my water did break, I called my neighbor and I was like, can you come over and like make a list, make sure I have everything? (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. I needed to like, I wanted to have my camera and I needed to make sure that I had everything for the dog, for the babysitter. And I was like, I got to make sure I have everything and I needed to have snacks and stuff like that. (laughs) Snacks. (laughs) I for real brought snacks and I brought a, a movie to watch because we had to be in the hospital for two days after she was born and I was like shoot I'm bringing a movie yes and also Sierra and I both are photographers I sadly did not get to have my photographer capture the birth because she was there as I was induced in the process but the c-section I could only have one person in there and obviously I picked my husband which now I may have changed that choice I'm just kidding but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know anyways um if you are planning on having a photographer there keep them in the loop don't text them and be like hey so um I'm nine centimeters dilated right now like no joke yeah and they don't necessarily if you know you're going to be in labor forever you're not progressing just let them know hey we're going to the hospital things are kind of slow and just keep them posted especially if they have kids of their own they have to find someone to watch them like mm-hmm. keep them in the loop you can't just be like, hey, so we're about to do this in 20 minutes. So make sure you're here, ready to go. Right. Yeah, just a little tidbit. Yeah. So next I wanted to talk about um, like postpartum symptoms, like things that happened after. Um, for me, I I remember probably like the second day I was home, you know, like you're hormones and everything is like at the all-time peak and I can remember like shaking so uncontrollably like I couldn't stand I was freezing my mom's like honey like what's wrong and I'm like I don't know I can't stop shaking and (laughs) I was like just trying to get in bed and shaking like I'm having a seizure (laughs) um I remember my emotions being also at an all-time high you it's like you're trying to figure out everything and it's brand new I was sitting in the chair and I'm trying to feed Amelia but I could not get her to latch because my milk came in and my boobs were so full that I couldn't even get her to latch because it was like trying to latch on a rubber ball like there was no (laughs) there's nothing for her to latch on to and thankfully my neighbor had um, a haka, which I like pretty much buy one for every new mom. <laughs> um, they're a silicone breast pump. They are amazing. It works perfectly for just getting it right on there and just relieving the pressure, um, collecting milk from your, from your opposite boob for um, the letdown. Um, but I can remember just like crying because I was like, I can't even get her on. Like, this is, I'm so such a bad mom and you know like you're just like at the all-time emotional everything is sad (laughs) I was there I cried to you I was like Sierra help me yeah (laughs) um 
cramps. Um, so when, when you're breastfeeding, it stimulates your uterus to contract. Um, and I can remember just being like, oh, my God, like, am I in labor again? <laughs> um, like, the cramps were pretty intense. I don't think – I think – this next thing was worse than actual delivery of Amelia. Um, that was my first bowel movement after having her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, when they say take your um, stool softener, that's not a joke. That's not even really a recommendation. That's a necessity. I was in tears. And I was like, oh, my gosh, mom, this is hurting so bad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving all over again. I was like, this is worse than like just pushing that child out. <laughs> they don't give epidurals for bowel movements, sadly. No kidding. Oh, God, I remember that was the worst. But I know you had a little bit different of postpartum. Yeah. Well, and see, I don't know, like, I don't know if all vaginal births are like that or all C-sections are like mine. Postpartum, I feel like, is so different no matter what you do or how many times you have kids. But mine obviously was a C-section and the bowel movements and all that weren't that bad as far as that. It was like pressure, but it wasn't that bad. But I was taking stool softeners like seven months in advance. Not really, but (laughs) not, no, I'm I'm just kidding. But like they warned me and I was like, okay, so I was taking them decently regularly. And so I think that helped, but yeah, I don't know, like. My postpartum recovery was so strange because with the C-section, your stomach area, it just hurts all the time. Like Mm -hmm. it's just sore. And so it's not like I probably had cramping, but I would have never noticed it just because it hurt so bad. So I will tell you, if you have a C-section, I don't care how high your pain tolerance is. If you have to cough, sneeze, laugh, or hit a speed bump at a decent speed, you need to have a pillow up against your gut and yes. like hold it. it yes, I only so bad. can relate to that because I've had the two abdominal surgeries. Oh, yeah. And with one of them, I had an allergic reaction to medication and I was throwing up. And I was like, oh, I'm probably going to die from this. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was mortifying. It really was. And I remember I choked on my food and coughed and I was like, God, take me home now. Like, I'm not going to survive this. It was the worst pain ever. (laughs) It was so bad. And another thing too, our bed is not that high off the ground, but I probably would have bought another mattress just for the sake of not having to pull myself up from being so low. Like it wasn't, we don't have a bed that's that high off the ground, but when you're laying flat on your back, And you have to pull yourself all the way up and then get out of bed. That motion hurts your stomach so bad. So if you have a C-section, you need to get some kind of like roly-poly technique down to get out of the bed to take care of your baby when they wake up every hour or 30 minutes or whatever, because it hurts. And then you're waking up in tears and your husband is sleeping through all of it and it's awful. Yeah, I know just one thing that I know just from past experience that helped get out of bed um after you do have a major abdominal surgery um is if you have whoever's there with you whether it's your mom or your spouse or a friend have them bend over like to where their chest would be like right against yours and put your arms around their necks so you're so close you don't really have to strain Mm -hmm. and have them like 
stand up so they can pull you up. Yeah. Um, otherwise, you're just going to be needing to sleep sitting up or sleep in a recliner. <laughs> yeah. And one thing, too, we didn't realize it until neither of us, I guess it was lack of sleep, but until my son was like four months old, it didn't dawn on us that on our mattress, which was already like a squishier mattress, we had a topper on it, which made it that much squishier. And so a firm bed or mattress is going to be so much easier to get out of. So if you have a really squishy bed, I know you want that comfortable sleep, but after a C-section, you're not going to have comfortable sleep no matter what you do. And it will be far less painful if your mattress is as firm as it can be. So have Mm -hmm. that in mind. Honestly, like you said, the recliner is not a bad idea or a couch, just so it's not like you're able to just kind of get up without working so hard because it truly is like it's uncomfortable beyond words and one thing I'm going to say in the hospital you need to be prepared for and you touched on this with my podcast if you have a c-section they still push on your stomach to deliver the blood like to get it out that Mm -hmm. still happens so be ready for that Um, you can use a pillow during that time as well they don't suggest it I just decided to use it and it helps so mm-hmm. throwing that out there while I'm on it, I wish someone would have told me that as well. Also, don't hold your baby during that time because you will squeeze your child. Don't do that. <laughs> the lady told me I was holding him. She's like, you may want to set him down. I was like, why? She's like, you just might. And then I realized. So fun fact. Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then one more thing I had, one more like topic was just like some key items. Um. And things that I'll be doing for this next time. The number one thing was the Haka, the silicone breast pump. If Even if you're not wanting to pump, like you just want to exclusively breastfeed, I still recommend it. It's always nice to have some extra milk on hand. And this doesn't require any work. Like you don't have to do anything. You just suction it right on there. And then it collects what is able to come out um I had two of them I had one upstairs and one downstairs because like I said I was not about to be running up and down the stairs after just having the baby um an extra peri bottle so the little they'll give you a bottle at the hospital and I always recommend filling it with warm water you will know by the first time you go to wash down there with it if it's too hot because it will burn (laughs) um I will probably be bringing my extra one this time in the diaper bag because I can remember going out um like to the store or out to eat and being like oh my god I don't have wipes I'm not wiping with toilet paper and I don't have any water to like rinse Mm -hmm. and feeling like um so I will definitely be bringing one next time I'll probably already put some water in it just because public bathrooms kind of gross me out (laughs) um but a nursing pillow is also I'll be bringing that to the hospital next time but I also found it extremely helpful at home Amelia would cluster feed for four hours so basically like every 15 minutes she wanted to eat and I was like, I remember probably, she was probably maybe a week old, maybe a week and a half. 
and she was just crying and my mom came in the bedroom and she's like honey like are you okay I'm like I haven't gone to sleep yet and it's 4 a.m <laughs> I don't think I'm doing all right <laughs> struggling just, I'm just sitting there rocking like a zombie and my eyes are like you know like like a druggie just like barely functioning <laughs> um another thing is that and I just all moms just gotta have some patience um especially as a first-time mom it's not you're not just going to be like, oh, I got everything under control and I'm doing everything perfect and correct. And, you know, you're going to make mistakes and you're going to learn. It just, we all have to go through it. And I feel like too many moms beat up on themselves. Um, and, and just be aware of how you are feeling because there's a difference between, you know, feeling like you're struggling and feeling like you want nothing to do with the people around you. Like, if you're going to, if you're feeling depressed, like, you might have postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety. Um, just just be aware and don't be offended when, if somebody, you know, is asking you, like, hey, how you doing? Like, you know, maybe is noticing it, but you're not. Oh, yeah, I agree with that for sure. Because um, I just, I, I, I had a friend, you know, she had postpartum depression and thankfully some family was like come stay with us um you know our husbands were deployed and her family was like hey you know come stay with us and we'll help you out um because it's it's not easy and I can remember Amelia was colic and I was losing my mind and you just have to take a little bit of time to relax um, even if, if they're crying, you know, they're breathing, they're fine. You know, they're fed, diapers changed, but you're just feeling like you could lose your mind. I would just set Amelia in her crib, in her room, close the door and go into my room and close the door. And I just needed like five minutes to just breathe and not be touched and to just collect myself. <laughs> Which is so and- cool. And that's totally okay, too. Like, you're not going to be mom-shamed for just needing a second to breathe. Yeah, I agree. I have a few things that I swore by, though, that I didn't know I needed at the time, and I will have this time. Mm -hmm. So, I never really was into the essential oils thing. It's not that I didn't think they worked. I just never tried them. And the last week of my pregnancy, I had such bad lower back pain. And finally I gave in because I heard that you could put peppermint essential oil on it. And it was a game changer. It didn't get rid of it, but it helped so much. And so this time around, I will do what I should have done right away when I got home. But when I was in there doing skin to skin with my baby, you can diffuse lavender essential oil and it's natural and it's so calming. That's why in a lot of Uh, baby bath soaps like I have an honest one and it's natural and organic but it has lavender essential oil in it and Mm -hmm. it just it naturally it's a good smell that naturally calms your body it relaxes you it centers your senses and it's so it's refreshing and I'm not saying I'm like I use essential oils for everything but that's one that I use right now and when he's fussy I take him in his nursery and I diffuse that and just turn the lights down and just sing to him and it just really calms him down. It's Mm -hmm. calming. So I highly recommend that. 
also besides the hospital um what are they like the diaper panty things my husband my husband's boxers were a lifesaver because (laughs) no he used to get so mad because he would never have underwear all his would be dirty because I would take them all but Mm -hmm. waistband on he wears the are they just called boxers if they're not tight they're not briefs so are they just boxer shorts is that what they're called probably loose ones yeah, uh-huh. not the tight briefs, but like the loose boxer shorts. I would wear those over my underwear, and I didn't care who was at my house. Like you're at my house after I just had a baby, you are subjecting yourself to whatever it is that I do. So, <laughs> yeah. All right, I have no shame. I don't actually care. And I walked around my house with a t-shirt of his and his underwear over my own underwear, my own hospital panties, and it was so nice. And it wasn't tight around my stomach where my incision was. It was just breathable. And I still wear them now. And my baby's almost 10 months old. And I'm still going to blame it on having a baby, even when he's grown. So whatever. But <laughs> oh, that's so funny. also stock up on all the hospital diapers you can. They're not going to sue you for taking them. They don't care. And they are great. And if you don't use them, pass them on to a new mom because they will get used. Those are huge. Yeah. Um, what else was it? I lost it. Sorry. I made a little list. Oh, nipple cream is huge in Colorado. Mm-hmm. The air is so dry and it makes your nipples crack that much worse when yes. you're breastfeeding. <laughs> yes. My nipples look like the desert and then some, it was so bad and it hurt and they bled, but nipple cream really like kind of gave it some life. And Sierra actually brought me nipple cream and made me some lactation cookies that really helped. Yep. If you're feeding lactation cookies with real oatmeal, not the instant kind, but real oatmeal are a game changer. Truly are. Yes. They are the peanut butter chocolate, uh, no bake oatmeal cookies. And I only knew that they helped because my mom made them right after Amelia was born. We weren't even thinking about it. And I was like, oh my God, like my boobs are engorged. And she's like, well, how many cookies did you eat? I'm like, I'm like 10. <laughs> she's like, well, that was probably yeah, they are great. Body armor drinks help some too, but mm-hmm. they have a lot, a lot of sugar. So it just, it's kind of, eh. but like you said, postpartum depression is so real. So is postpartum anxiety, but I think ultimately don't get so captivated and like, okay, I have a whole list of all the postpartum items I need and all the hospital things and motherhood is going to be perfect and a breeze because I have it figured out because when the baby comes, the crap storm that is headed your way, you have no idea. Like it's not, it's not a handbook. So don't have the mindset that everything will be perfect, but have the mindset that it's going to literally be the best days of your life. And even when you're exhausted and you're in tears on your child's nursery floor at 3am, because we've all been there, know that that time goes by so fast, like so fast. And it's so temporary and it feels like forever in that moment. But I promise you, you will miss it so much. You can get through it and you're going to miss it. I promise you. Yep. Um, They're so grown. I know. It's so I'm sad. Like, oh, Amelia was like standing in here singing with the movie that was playing. I was like, oh, you're so big and so cute. <laughs> and she was a tiny little preemie. I can't even stand I know. it. Um, <sighs> one more thing that I thought would be good, like for prep for postpartum that I did, I brought a friend with me to the store we filled up two grocery carts uh full of food and toilet paper and paper towels and laundry detergent I was like I'm not going to the store ever again <laughs> oh yeah um I'm not and like doing some meal preps like casseroles or lasagnas um 
Christian was going to be deployed until Amelia was three months old. And I didn't plan on flying home a bunch. And I knew that, you know, family would try and come when they could. But I was going to be alone by myself majority of the time. And so I, I had to do some serious prepping and make sure that I had my ducks in a row as far as food and, you know, making sure that I had enough laundry detergent and stuff like that, because she was also born in October and the day, the night after she was born, it snowed. And you're like, and so. I was like, great, crappy weather, sucky Colorado drivers. Like, I'm not about to be getting on the road. And to touch off what you said really quick, um, my photographer had a baby not long before I did. And as a gift to her, I made her a bunch of casseroles and stuff. If you ever are stumped on what to get, like a new mom, and you want to give them a gift or anything like that, you can do like Uber Eats for them or go get them like do a grocery trip for them, make them some casseroles they can put in their freezer. I'm not saying this to be mean. Every mom is thankful for whatever they're given, but they don't need more baby clothes. They don't. Great. Don't sort <laughs> the baby clothes. There is an entire there's an entire thing called Pinterest that you can look up and there is a mom within a half a mile radius of wherever you are in the world, I promise you, and none of them are going to tell you to buy clothes. So if you're ever in doubt, they always need food. They still have a family that needs to be taken care of. There's so many other things you can do. You could come over and clean for them. Like th- think outside the box. Don't always resort to baby clothes. Cause I promise you that's the last thing they need. Just throwing that yeah. out there. <laughs> we want <laughs> chocolate part. and candles and food, everything, all <laughs> things. Think about the mom and the baby. You can get stuff for the baby, but no, there is a mom. Mostly the mom. Person. <laughs> yes. Like, I remember one of my friends, the best thing she did for me and she, her husband's stationed in Texas. And so she had it delivered. She ordered pizza and had it scheduled and had it delivered to us and also had a little dessert chocolate cookie pizza for me mm-hmm. delivered to our house. And we didn't expect it. We were sitting there chilling and she texted me. She was like, have you eaten supper yet? I was like, no, why? And it was pro- like five o'clock. She's like, okay, cool. Don't cook anything. And 10 minutes later, Domino's showed up and my hormonal self was sobbing right <laughs> awfully and I was like this is the sweetest thing ever and I got a cookie it was the best so tons of ideas and if, there. And if you don't want to cook a mom um a meal if you have a Costco membership they have the best macaroni and cheese there and <laughs> all the other good like dinners already made and those are also amazing you can reach out to Sierra, me, or like any <laughs> ever, and we can give you an entire list. Like, don't even hesitate. Yep. And I'll tell you this. They will never forget that either because moms, especially first-time moms, are going through something they've never experienced in their life, and they don't even know what their body's doing. And to have somebody relieve the pressure of worrying about what's for dinner or having the dad go get food and take away from spending time with the mom and the baby, like... They'll never forget you helping them in that moment when they're not beautifully done at a baby shower. So don't don't think you shouldn't help out then because that's a great time to help. Yeah, and like for me, when I had Amelia, I I didn't really want people coming over and cleaning the house or making it so I could go take a nap, like taking care of Amelia. But when people would bring me food, 
or wanted to cook dinner, I'm like, you go for it. <laughs> right? No one's stopping you. This next time, I'll probably be a little bit more laid back because I'll have two. Um, so I'll be like, sure, you can fold the laundry and do the dishes and whatever else you want. I'll go take a nap. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hear you on that. Because I did not so take bad. advantage of enough naps. No, and you never will. That's right. the thing. Like, as a mom, I've noticed all I want is help and for someone to watch him so I can take a nap. And as soon as I have that help, I don't want anyone to watch him so I can take a nap. Like, I feel, you know what I mean? Like, you miss yep. him. And you're like, no, I don't want this. It's bizarre. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you could hop on here. Um, and it was kind of a spur of the moment. Um, but we'll definitely be doing some more podcasts together for those of you who are listening um, and have listened to my other podcast be on the lookout for some other new ones I have a couple planned that are going to be emotional and raw um, so be on the lookout for those Emily it's always good to visit with you I know I'm so sad we have to do it over a podcast and not in person but I, I will take what I can get Alrighty, I'll talk with you soon thank you y'all have a good day bye <laughs>